Welcome to The Gathering Podcast. We're so glad that you're able to jump on. If you were listening to Friday's episode on Revival, this is actually the bonus content from that. We started off with two parts. Uh, First, how does Revival come into way? We're looking at the patterns of Revival. This isn't a formula. This is a pattern. And how we're looking at these patterns are looking at historical revivals and awakenings through, through time and looking at these consistencies throughout it. So the first one was the conviction of sin. We just unpacked that on Friday. And the second was, was a tangible presence of God. And we're not going to unpack those now for the sake of time. You can go back and check out that podcast uh, on Friday. But here's the thing. There's also a third one, and that is accelerated evangelism. One thing we see is that usually evangelism takes time, and it takes a lot of effort. You know, especially right. in the modern right. church, you can't go on, you know, your social media without seeing promotions for conferences and events and workshops. And even today, you know, a big part of, of evangelism is promotion. Right. You have, yeah. you know, sure. you know, Brady Shearer with Pro Church Tools, and he has so many resources for doing just that. And that is marketing. Yeah. Hey, church. shout out to Pro yeah, Church I know. Tools we, Podcast. We love, we love their content. But yeah. their their whole mission is to help churches equip for promotion, and for better communicating in the modern church era. But here's the thing. When we see a revival come through, we see accelerated evangelism. And usually what takes several months or years happens in a matter of days. We saw that in the Azusa Street Revival, which I was talking about on Friday, where we have a church movement of just six people at a prayer group. And now you see hundreds of people coming Mm. from all over the country to check this out. And here's the funny part. And we'll talk about opposition in a moment, but there was an article that came out in the, in the Los Angeles times that was criticizing this moment movement. You know, this movement was marked heavily by the speaking of tongues and there were miracles happening. There were um, healings, diseases were being cured a lot of immigrants were coming, but here's the thing. There was a lot of uh, racial integration as well. You had, uh, as you know, if you followed the Azusa Street Revival, it was sparked by the black community, heavily by the black yep. community. Yep. But when this revival started, there were a lot of members of the white community, Spanish mm. community, uh, you know, European community, Asian community, yeah. who were just on fire awesome. for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It was kingdom. And, and, and we're in the height of the Crow, Jim Crow law era where there is high segregation, division, mm. racial divide. That's right. But here you see unity over the Holy Spirit. And yeah. the and journalists and, and, and politicians were so angry about this. They were writing about it and trying to shut it down. But here's the thing. Because they were so vocal about it, People were hearing about these revival. This revival, they were hearing about the healings. They were hearing yeah, about yeah. The, um, the the lives that were being changed. And people were coming from all over the country on train. People were coming from Europe by boat yep. to check this out. And the the criticism actually sparked this this uh, even more promotion. Yeah, Why? Yeah. Because <laughs> revivals are marked by accelerated evangelism. Yeah. They didn't have to promote this. The Holy Spirit right, moving. Right. Was the was the evangelism? Yeah, when when revival breaks out, yeah, it's um, it's not, it's almost the Holy Spirit Himself is doing evangelism. Yeah, He's the one drawing people to Jesus. He's the one revealing Jesus to people. I mean, I'm thinking about you know even revivals that are breaking out in the world right now. Places like um, uh, in the Middle East, I, I forget the the, con- the names of some of these countries, but um, in the Middle East right now, what's happening is 
um, entire villages that are unreached people groups that have not heard the gospel are all having the same dream at night. Mm. It's Jesus coming to them in the dream, in the form of a dream, revealing his name, revealing who he is. And in the morning, the entire village is saved because they all had the same, they all had the same dream that Jesus is is the Lord and Savior of their life, and they're all getting saved. It's like that's revival. The Holy Spirit is doing the right. revival. The Holy Spirit is sending people. And so what's so great about this is what might take two years for the church to reach people, it takes two days because the Holy Spirit is drawing people to Jesus. And so it's amazing what happens in a revival um, where there's accelerated evangelism. Um, Evan Roberts, who was kind of a key leader for the Welsh revival in 1904, in six months, 100,000 people were saved in six months in Wales. How absolutely unbelievable that is. I mean, um, th- there's a story actually, Alex, going back to the Azusa Street revival that you were talking about. Yeah. There's a story where I think it was a British journalist, Alex, who flew to flew in to Los Angeles to kind of cri- criticize the revival that was happening. And while he was there with the goal of criticizing and writing a, a paper that against the revival, while he was there, steps in the room to check it all out, has an experience with the Holy Spirit, starts speaking in tongues, is saved, you know, hears the gospel and is saved, and has an entirely different experience than he assumed. That's what happens, I mean, during revival. God is sending people to the church, and it's just um, evangelism becomes that much more easier. Yeah. In fact, hey, real quick, this is so cool. I think, I think, here's the deal. I think a church that really is focusing on prayer will always experience acceler- some forms of accelerated evangelism. Right. Let me give you one illustration. Um, this past week, okay, in, in, in what, within one week, our church, our staff, our leadership, even just with the gathering, but also with our um, staff here at New Hope, um, we've had this real focus, this focus on prayer and worship. And so as a staff, we've been praying, we've been worshiping, we've we brought a keyboard into our staff room. And so we started just uh, singing praises to God, worship, and and then and then pray like real. I'm not talking about like, you, Lord, help us get through today. I'm talking about like real prayer as a staff, like contending and interceding for our generation, for our city, for our county. And, and this is so, so, so cool. Just within one week of that real focus on that, Alex, mm. two people um came to our church, knocked on our door, sat down with, with one of them was with me, his name's Liam, and another person with, with Pastor Adam, and two people in one day at the end of the week got saved. Wow. They, coming to us. We didn't have to go to them. That's, a, that's what happened. Like, I think it, it, when a church is really praying, sure, evangelism is going to be accelerated because your focus is on God's presence and Jesus, and that's who he is, and so that becomes who you are. But in revival... I'm talking about hundreds of people are coming to Jesus. Thousands of people are flocking the altars and wanting more of God and, and laying down their lives for uh, Jesus and believing in him as their Lord and Savior. So accelerated evangelism is one of the key factors in any uh, revival. You know, um, let's jump into into the fourth one, and that is opposition. You know, we are in a—we talked about— uh, not last Friday, but the Friday before, we talked about how we are in a, a spiritual kingdom, one that is divided. You have the light, which is the, the the kingdom of God, and then you have darkness, which is the kingdom of, of Satan. 
Well, Satan knows exactly how to disrupt and delay revivals from happening. And not only that, with the move of secularism, we're seeing that there's even a bigger opposition when revivals come. But when there is a revival, the enemy will do everything he can to stop, to delay, to discourage, to disorient a revival from from happening. Even now, we're seeing Sean Foyd, if you follow him, he's from the Bethel movement. He's doing a movement right now called Hold the Line, where he's traveling through cities throughout the world, throughout the, throughout the country, and he's doing these, these pop-up revival worship, and in hundreds and thousands of people are, are, are worshiping in the streets of Seattle and Chicago, and they were in Boston Common a couple weeks ago, and there is literally a revival happening as he, as he carries throughout. But he just posted on his Instagram story a couple weeks ago. I believe he was in Chicago. They had got their permits. They had everything set to do a, a revival uh, worship uh, meeting in, at a park. And when they got there, it was barricaded. It was shut Damn. down. They yeah. had they had they had police there. Wow! And they said you can't be here because of of COVID nineteen. However, in the same city, the, the, they're allowing hundreds and thousands of people to gather in protest yeah. with, without yeah. without any question. But yeah. so it's not necessarily about crowds it's about the it's about the the method and yeah, about the, the about, mission absolutely it's, oh. it's in total opposition of what so what they saying. did was they said we're going to do a worship protest and they moved it to the streets wow and, and they, they and they did this whole thing just right they weren't in a park now they were in the streets but we're seeing this now is that oh no opposition only happened back you know in the in the you know 18th and 19th century no this is happening now as revival is trying to come we have government political um societal institutions that are trying to come against the move yeah, of god absolutely and, and i think in revival what happens too is it's almost like the middle ground is being taken away so when revival comes and the holy spirit falls on a city or a church or whatever that is mm. when revival comes What's essentially happening is the middle ground, the lukewarm Christians, the the nominal Christians, the ones who were kind of like halfway in, halfway out. Sure. They either get radically saved or or go all in with their faith, or they just throw it out the window. Sure. So naturally, what is happening is God is firing up His church. He's getting His church ready for a harvest, and so His church is being purified and being uh, motivated to reach the lost and being. Uh, awakened and they're they're becoming more powerful their spiritual authority is coming back but in so doing the middle ground is swept away so now there's an there's naturally an opposing voice and then there's friction and tension but i actually think it's good i actually think it's a good thing i actually think god uses it so powerfully um and, and and one of the best ways i think that he does is he is uh evan roberts uh the leader of the welsh revival uh, he he says something like I'm going to botch it, but he says something like this um, before the revival even, or right at the beginning of the revival. He said, he said, um, uh, nominal Christians, tired Christians, fatigued Christians, Christians who don't take their faith seriously at all, they will be the leaders of this revival. Wow! And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Why? Why? Because those who are sleeping, half-hearted, halfway in, God is going to set them ablaze. He's going to give them a new heart, a new passion, a new zeal, a new pursuit of Jesus, and they're going to they're going to be become step into the authority God has called them to. So and good. then naturally, there's an opposing voice. Yeah. Um, but listen, any time the church was ever persecuted in history, ever, it only did good for the church. It yeah. only expanded the gospel, expanded growth exponentially in the church. It only ever did good. Sure. 
And so it's okay. A little bit of persecution is okay. You look at when the church really started to move in the book of Acts, it was after Stephen was stoned. Yep. You know, after, when, when the Pharisees tried to silence the way or the new yeah. church movement of Jesus, when they tried to silence it and stomp out the fire, they only spread more embers. And if you know yeah. anything about forest fires, it's never really the fire that causes the spread, it's the embers. Yeah. And and that's what was happening as they were trying to stomp out this flame that was taking over Asia Minor, they were just causing it to spread more. Right. Out of the out of their concern of persecution mm-hmm. came a huge scattering of the church to different cities, different nations, different different popu- you know, geographical locations. And, and inherently in that scattering, the Bible says, and they went about preaching the gospel to all those they had come in contact with. Wow. And I love that. It's like <laughs> It's like when they were trying to when they were uh when when their the opposition was trying to put their fire out, yeah. it stomped them out. All it did was actually make it worse for them. And you look at modern grew. day China, China. Oh you gosh, see that yeah. there's a massive persecution. Churches are being torn down. Yep. Uh, you know Chinese Chinese Christ, Christian Chinese are are being you know kidnapped and put in concentration camps, and yep. we're seeing this. Pastors are being killed. There are underground churches, but revival is breaking out in a way that yep. we haven't seen in North America. Yep. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's a, it is amazing. And so um, we're, we're praying for revival. Yeah. We want to see a spiritual awakening in our land and in our time. Amen. In Jesus' name. And we want to encourage you right now to believe with us, to pray with us, to pursue Christ with us, to contend with us, for revival in our land, in our time, in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope this episode has blessed you. If it has, why don't you take a moment to share it, get the word out, send send it as a text, copy the link, and get the word out. That'd be awesome. Um, This is just a a passion project for the gathering for Alex and I, and so uh, whatever word you can spread uh, helps us uh, tremendously. So thanks again so much for your participation. We so appreciate you. We love you, and we'll see you this Friday. Peace.